Our text for this morning's meditation is from the epistle reading we heard a few moments ago from Ephesians, the second chapter, these words, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. So our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's at San Quentin. It's at San Quentin State Prison, just north of San Francisco, California, where prison guards in the past would shout, Dead Man Walking. They would shout, Dead Man Walking, when they took an inmate condemned to death out of his cell. The meaning of that expression should be clear to us. Yes, the inmate was alive. Yes, the inmate was walking. But yes, the inmate was condemned to death, was awaiting death, was already nothing but death. So he was, for all intents and purposes, a dead man walking. Now, The world learned of this practice, this tradition at San Quentin State Prison there in California of the guards shouting dead man walking when uh, escorting a condemned prisoner from his cell via the 1995 movie of the same name. And since has adapted it, the world has this assertion, this exclamation, this, this, uh, this, uh, this phrase for its purposes not the least of which is to describe a person employed by a company who is soon to be fired, who everyone knows is to be fired. Handwriting's on the wall. It's just a matter of time. So that employee becomes known as a dead man walking. For my part, I... I think of this expression, dead man walking, every time I read Ephesians 2, where the Holy Spirit describes those who are not Christians as those who are dead, dead in their trespasses and sins in which they walk. What does this mean but that everyone who lives apart from Christ is in fact already experiencing death, a life of death, A life in which even though they're walking around in it, they are for all intents and purposes already dead. What does such a life look like? A life in which a person, a human being, is really just a dead man walking? It's a life in which a person, so the Holy Spirit tells us in Ephesians 2, it's a life in which a person follows the course of this world follows the prince of this world, the devil, follows the passions of the flesh, follows the desires of the body, follows the desires of the mind, all of which simply lead to death. But this, of course, is what we're told to do, right? By the world, in the world, to follow wherever our minds take us down any intellectual bunny trail, to follow the desires of our bodies, for obviously how can we deny our bodies anything they want? And what about the passions of our flesh? 
Are we not, after all, to follow our passions, to do whatever it is we think we want to do? Because the desire itself, the passion, is that which makes it good and praiseworthy. I'm reminded of the necessity of teaching our children when they were really little not to steal and confronting them when they did, usually from a sibling, and asking them, why did you take something which didn't belong to you? And hearing in reply, said with confidence and conviction, because I wanted it, that's why I took it. And so then I would respond usually with, well, I think it's wonderful that you're following your passion. No, no. But that's the world, the world's logic, expressed most clearly when someone is killed doing something extremely dangerous, something that 99.999999% of the population of mankind would never even think about doing like jumping off a mountain in one of those wingsuits? Well, sure they died, but they died following their passion. I suppose we could say that those folks were not so much dead men walking as dead men flying, and then they were, well, just dead. We like to call a culture, our culture, in which abortion is legal and euthanasia as well, we like to call such a culture a culture of death, but anyone who's living apart from Christ finds themselves in a culture of death. A culture in which it's not a jailer, a jailer that leads them down a row of cells calling out dead man walking, but it's Satan himself, the world, passions of our flesh, desires of our minds and bodies walking us through life and the Holy Spirit calling out dead man walking in Ephesians 2. Of course, in Christ, something else happens. In Jesus Christ, our life is different. It's in Jesus that we no longer are found to be dead following robotically the devil, the world, and our flesh. But in Christ, we now can do something other. We can live in another way. We can spend each day not living in the shadow of our pending death, but in the light of our life in Christ. For being baptized into Christ, we have been made one, joined together with come into union, communion, and fellowship with the only one who has died but then was alive again. Why? Well, Christ was never, never, ever a dead man walking. A man who could do nothing but that which the devil, the world, and his body, and his mind wanted him to do. No, Christ was life itself. Christ is life itself. Life in a world of death. In him was life, we read in the Gospel of John. And it was as life itself that Christ took on death itself and overcame death for us. Christ through his death, his voluntary and willing death conquered the devil. Christ, Christ overcame the world, and Christ mastered his body. If we wish to do the same, well, the key is Jesus. The key is Christ. For who wants to be a dead man walking? Wouldn't we rather be live men living? 
living a life not dictated by Satan, living a life not enslaved to the world, living a life freed from the desires of our minds and our bodies, which just harangue us, don't they? They do. If you've ever spent an afternoon befuddled because of what someone said to you and you just sat there and stewed about it all afternoon, or tried not to use that credit card to buy that thing from Amazon, Amazon you know you don't need, or to pick up that book because you know the next chapter promises to be extremely salacious, you'll have to look that word up. If you've ever done any of those things, then you know what it's like. You know what it means to be a dead man walking. It's then that you've experienced yourself that being a dead man walking is a life enslaved, a life driven, a life controlled by desires, by passions, the desires and passions of our body, mind, and flesh. Being a dead man walking is not a life of peace. It's not a life of contentment. And when driven so uncontrollably by this desire, that idea, don't we yearn to be freed from such forces driving us here and there? Don't we want that? That is the life we live through faith in Christ. By the grace of God, gave up his body to death so that we would not need to. It is a life in which the sins of the past and the mistakes of the present are forgiven. They are completely and totally and fully forgiven every single day. That's our life in Christ. A life in which his spirit inspires us to fight against walking about as people who are already dead. People living in their trespasses, living in their sins, literally. Our life then in Christ is not such a life being so driven. Our life in Christ is a life of good works, which God, our Heavenly Father, he's prepared for each and every one of us to do. In the life and the place and the context, we could say, in which God has placed each and every one of us on this earth. And here we're talking about works of love, works of service, works done in faith, not to satisfy our passions, our desires, but to supply the needs of those around us in love. It is the life of death and the life of death only that asks, what do I want? It's the life of life, the life of Christ, the life in Christ that asks, what does my neighbor need? Why does a life in Christ ask that? In Christ, we as individuals, we don't need anything. Christ has promised and will certainly provide all that we need to support our body and life. So then, we have this battle going on within us, don't we? Insofar as we're old Adam, we're just like the world, dead man walking. And we know this. We know that when we follow our passions, our flesh, our desires of the mind and body, that what follows is nothing but guilt and shame. But when we fight against them, And instead of spending our lives gazing into the darkness of our soul, turn to Christ and through faith are united to Him. We can be free to actually serve others in love. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and a life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the offertory.